only five people. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello. What a large family uh -oh. you have. <laughs> now, I wonder if you're similar vintage to me, ladies and gentlemen, that you have fond memories of summer holiday, wonderful life in the early 1960s, and you remember the first time that a, a vibrant presence, a colourful presence, Thank you. still as bright-eyed as ever, uh -oh. of Eunice Tubbs entered the national consciousness <laughs> in those um, affectionate and rather innocent films of yesteryear. Oh. And of course, Cliff Richard, your great friend, and like Sir Cliff, you seem to have discovered the secret of eternal youth, you know. <laughs> and I hope you share it with us <laughs> later on. Well, her career has kind of, it's one thing after another, every kind of five or ten years, till death us to part, leads on to Aunt Sally and Wurzel Gummidge and the Sherrard Show, uh, Give Us a Clue. And then you reinvent yourself and you're seen at the old vacant Chichester and Shakespeare and Shaw, Elliot at the Donmar Warehouse, Ibsen, and now Haddon come Stevens here yeah. in this very theatre. It's an extraordinary uh, career that you've had, that you've done everything and succeeded in so many different ways. Well, I think, I mean, I, I went back, I started in the 50s in a famous programme on television, I don't know if anyone would remember that, Cool for Cats, and that, that was a really, really popular dance programme. And I knew that as a dancer, if you needed longevity in the business, then you'd have to step over and try and do acting as well. Mm. Um, and because your life is very short as a dancer, really. And so that, that's what I did. Um, I took a lot of uh, jobs that weren't really career-enhancing, but they fitted in with my family. And then once they'd grown up, I thought, no, I know that a lot of people considered me quite lightweight, understandably. And um, so I thought, now I've got to really, my sons don't need me anymore, mm -hmm. um, try and stretch myself. And I found myself a wonderful agent, Rebecca Blonde, and uh, she agreed to sort of um, edge me towards working, even in tiny parts, but with good directors and other good actors, um, where I could learn and improve. And it's taken a long time, and I've worked very hard. Um, but now I am being taken a little more seriously. Well, I'm, I'm very serious, and rightly so. Mm. But it is interesting, this sort of trajectory from hoofer to rather posh That was actress. probably a longer answer than <laughs> you wanted. <laughs> Not at all. It was all very good, very good stuff. And, of course, I made an elementary mistake, <coughs> uh, my dear Stubbs, and didn't mention, of course, your defining role as Mrs. Hudson with those, those naughty boys, Freeman and Gumberfatch, in <laughs> Sherlock. They mm. are, well... Martin's quite naughty. Yes, he's a bit of a tease, he, you were telling such, well, they, they mm -hmm. are. I'm so lucky. It's like I've died and gone to heaven. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Andrew Scott, mm -hmm. who played Moriarty, yes. and lovely mm -hmm. Rupert Graves, and mm -hmm. Martin and Benedict. I'm, so, I'm spoiled, you, well, really spoiled. I see them every day. Well, four scrumptious <laughs> leading men you've got scrumptious. there. Scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go back to the beginning. Now, I understand it was your mother who had the idea of sending you to dancing school. Yes. Why was that? Because I was so ignorant and um, not interested in mm. academia or anything like that. And what are we going to do with her? So they packed me off to dancing school mm -hmm. to see if there was any good there. And I took to it. And mm -hmm. um, I worked there for a little while. And then I got into the Palladium as a chorus girl. Mm -hmm. And then I stayed a chorus girl for a long time in the Folie Bergère. 
and on television and uh, and it, so. So it's I a mean, were you interested in dancing before your mother had this idea? Did no. you? No. No. I think there was <laughs> there was a good dancing school, and that mm -hmm. was an idea. Yes. And uh, it was called La Roche mm -hmm. Slough. <laughs> <laughs> Which takes us back to, you know, the office of Martin Freeman, doesn't it? In a strange, <laughs> yes. circular way. Yes. But it obviously gave you very good training, the slight laugh. It was, yes. it was. And I think I've always, uh, my, my parents have been very good in sort of just encouraging whatever we did mm -hmm. to work hard yes. and do well with it. And uh, so that's what I did. Um, I think they used to call me Basher Stubbs in the <laughs> chorus because I worked over hard mm -hmm. and in a very... So you always had this work ethic there. I think so. Yes, I don't know why particularly. And in those, did you, could, did you foresee your future or were you just no. kind of planning from job to job just to job? Just from job to job. And, you know, when people say, what is your dream job? With the I've never had that. Mm -hmm. I've just taken what's come if it fits and if it's okay and uh, got on with it. And, I mean, were you a fan of Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire or Ginger Rogers or... Any yes. of the great female dance you saw Mitzi in? Gaynor. Mitzi Gaynor. Mitzi yes. Gaynor was my favourite. Mm -hmm. And it was mm -hmm. at a time when you could go and see a musical film in the, in the cinema, mm -hmm. and then you could stay around and see it again. All right. <laughs> sitting in the same seat. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's what I did. And coming home with Jill, my friend, mm -hmm. we would we'd practically remember the dance routine. <laughs> routine. So there wasn't much traffic in those days. <laughs> so we, we did all the dance routines the, coming home. No, no, Mitzi did this. <laughs> <laughs> so you must have seen South Pacific many times. Oh, yes. That was her great film. Yes. Her best and I known think there's film. a part in it where in the same routine she has different shoes. Mm -hmm. So there's a continuity slip. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sherlock would have picked up on that. Yeah. You're obviously having an, an influence yeah. on you. So you had you had this sort of, um, did you see yourself as being up there with Mitzi Gaynor then? One day? Were you ambitious in that regard? I don't think so. I just thought she was wonderful and mm -hmm. I'd hope that I would be good too one day, but I didn't think I, I, ever that I would be as good as Mitzi. Because right. <laughs> also they didn't do musicals in those days in, in Britain. No. Uh, filmed musicals. No, quite, no, quite. So what you, you did, because you, can you sing? I mean, can you do um, Hold Your Own in a Musical? Well, I, I worked in review mm -hmm. at the Mermaid Theatre yes. when it was the Little Theatre, mm -hmm. and uh, I did... I think we used to call them point numbers, and I did The Laziest Girl in Town, mm -hmm. which was quite a success. Um, that sort of singing, uh, not... Uh, not a full no, show tune. No, not that one. Right, or, or. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that sounded rather good to me. But mm. more point, point but int numbers. Intimate, because yes. a lot of, the, perhaps some of the youngsters in our audience, which there are many, I understand, we'll oh. see them when the lights go up, Intimate review has disappeared. Yes. But at one time, it was a staple of the West End. Absolutely, and very glamorous. Indeed. Tell us what it was like. What sort of entertainment was it? Well, uh, I did a, a Coward, a Noel mm -hmm. Coward review, mm -hmm. which, was, which was just like lots of different uh, anecdotes mm -hmm. and songs and dances all joined together mm -hmm. to make a show. Yes. In a way, like side-by-side side Sondheim, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And then I did uh, Cole Porter, mm -hmm. which I loved. And they were very glamorous, and the band would be on stage. And I remember when we did Cole, we didn't think it would work. And so we, at, on the opening night, we slumped back to our dressing rooms and started to undress. And they said, get down on stage. And we got down, and the audience was dancing to the play out mm -hmm. of the band yes. on the stage. So we just got <laughs> on stage and joined in with them. Yes. Um, so it, 
Yes, and we wore beautiful dresses, mm. and it was very glamorous and sad that it ended. So how Might did, come back. How did you then get into those, those Cliff Richard films of 63, 64? I, I went along to audition as a chorus girl, mm -hmm. um, because what a, an exciting thing. They're yes. doing film musicals, mm -hmm. and I was happy to get in the chorus. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they gave me a screen test, and uh, then I got one of the little parts. Well, quite, yes, because mm. I remember, it wasn't all those for I think I was watching something like, it was Joe Brown in was oh. Three Hats or two, for Lisa. Oh. And did, With did my dubbed a, singing did voice. Did you film a sequence uh, uh, on the embankment somewhere? Yes. It was, yes. And I remember what, I thought, that's Eunice Stubbs at the back there, just kind of creeping in. Yes. Um, no, oh, I loved working with Joe. I went to see a concert of his just recently. He plays the ukulele. Mm. And, uh, and how are his brothers? Are they still with him? Yes. Oh, good. Yes. But, I mean, tell us about, uh, did you take, you know, obviously, you, you took very easily to working in front of a camera, dancing yes. in front of a camera and playing a character. Yes. Tell us, what are your memories of working on those two films? Well, I, I, when they say there's a great difference between stage and television and mm -hmm. film, I, I don't see it. I just think that if somebody's there, then you tone it down. If they're mm -hmm. farther away, then you, it, it gets your voice gets larger or your expression gets larger. And um, I just did the same as I would have done mm -hmm. if I was dancing in somebody's front room. I just threw myself into it. Is that the answer you... Well, yes, yeah, I like any answer. I'm not quite they were very, sure. They were very innocent, very wholesome musicals, weren't yes, they? Yes, yes. They were, you know, they were sort of respectable. Well, they were right for the time. Yes, quite. And maybe they're a little bit twee now. Uh, well, <laughs> I, don't, I haven't seen them for a long time. No. Do you ever look back and watch it, them? Whatever, no. What, what, <laughs> whatever. Said, definitely. Yes, whatever. Mm. Um, they were right for the time, mm -hmm. and they've survived. They churn them out every year. Yes. They come out every year, summer holiday particularly. Right. So and they can't be that bad. So you must, and you got to know Sir Cliff very well. In fact, I think you did his I television series. I thought you were steering series. around. Yes. Now tell us <laughs> what memories of working with him. Oh, well, he, he's, he's a lovely head of a company, mm -hmm. if you work with him. He, he sees that everybody's okay, and he looks after He's very He's a kindly man, mm -hmm. I'll just say that. Good. Now, so then, how you go from those lovely, wholesome, sweet, as you see, yes. innocent, uh, lovely, and full of, makes us all full of nostalgia for those times, yes. how you go from that till, till death us do part well, is you, a leap of the imagination. <laughs> Well, mm. you, you mentioned Three Hats for Lisa. Yes. Well, I was a Cockney in that. Ah, I see. And uh, I think mm. they thought, oh, Cockney. And um, so mm -hmm. they brought me in for Two Deathers to Part. And I, because I'm from the Midlands, mm -hmm. um, my first read-through days, when you read the script over with the, the rest of the company and the directors, and um, I, I remember saying, oh, don't do that, Dad. <laughs> and then Warren Mitchell saying, what are we going to do about your accent? <laughs> so I had to... And, it got better as, as the series mm. went on. You got more and more cockney as <laughs> yeah. it went on. Yeah. I mean, did, when you read, because I, I remember it was a, what they called a comedy playhouse, which was yes. like the pilot. We did the pilot and it got dreadful reviews. It was mm. absolutely slated. And, uh, and then, of course, it suddenly picked up with the audiences and they had to reverse what they'd said. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge success. But did you not worry? I mean, because this was one of the first programmes... Yeah that dealt honestly with the phenomenon of, for better or for worse, working-class racism in the yes. figure of Alf Garnet. Yes. Now, you were opening all sorts of Pandora's boxes yes. with this. And Didn't it, it strike you as, it, oh, this is going to be a bit 
contentious, it, a bit it, controversial. It did worry me when mm. people treated Alf Garnet as a hero. That did worry yes. me. Yes. Um, and then I started to, oh, gosh. But you'd meet people who said, we're not offended. We're not offended. It's exposing a bigot, mm -hmm. which is what it did. But what was interesting was we were allowed, I think, 12 bloodies per, per episode. <laughs> but you could be as racist as you like. <laughs> but now you can say every, every swear word in the book on television. Mm -hmm. But you must. Uh, <laughs> you but, must but you mustn't be racist. Yes. So it's just things have gone. Wrong. Yes, which is it's extraordinary. So did really. you ever find yourself using up your bloodies too early? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't dealt too many of those. No, that's true. <laughs> so you, I mean, your role, I suppose, because you, you were, of course, in, well, you, you were married to the Scouse Git. Yes. As he was so charmingly described by his, his father-in-law. Yeah. Played by Anthony Booth. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what was Rita? Was was she was the peacemaker or was she? The, Warren kindly called me the rose between the thorns. <laughs> I quite like that one. Yes. Um, yes. Because, I mean, he's, he's a, 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 an opinionated individual, Warren, a marvellous actor, yes. but, you know, a strong character. I loved working As is him. Tony Booth. Yes. Did, was there a sort of creative tension between the yes. four of you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. How did, it, how did that show itself? Well... You know, Warren got a lot of the blame for that in the newspapers, and I felt yeah. so sorry for him because it was topical, and mm -hmm. you and sometimes the scripts arrived two days before because it had to be topical. So uh, poor Warren was learning um, like a, a, mm -hmm. a, a play every weekend, mm. you know, and it was hard on him. And you know, it's common knowledge that Tony was a bit of a handful, and. Dandy um, was used to doing films and liked to do her part and then go home. Mm -hmm. I had babies at home I couldn't wait to get oh, home to. Yes. So poor Warren mm -hmm. had these other three kind of, oh, like <laughs> this, because we had to do it over yes, and over again yes. for his benefit. Mm -hmm. So it was quite difficult. But, but uh, I mean, can you imagine? They talk about something having eight, view, eight, mm -hmm. eight million viewers now. We had 23. So, and it wasn't a coffee society there is now. There weren't the recording machines no, no. or anything like that. So when, when it was on, it was, uh, everybody was watching it and the police could tell when we were on. Oh, it must be Thursday, the streets are empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's hard to believe, isn't well, it? Nah, you well, now, but it was, it was the first of its kind, I think, yes. to deal honestly with how, what yes. people really said mm. and thought about yes. Issues and like uh, the best drama, it kind of you know it laid out the issues before the audience yeah. and invited them to you know, make to up their own minds yeah. and to comment. Because I remember, I remember being in a, a cinema, nothing to do with Lord Delphes Dupart, but suddenly you were hearing people calling each other silly moo and scouse. They became yes. kind of street talk. And, didn't and it? I could be driving my car mm -hmm. and there'd be somebody beep 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 behind, and I thought well, I'm not doing anything wrong. And then I turned around and go. <laughs> and they recognised me from the back. From the, from the back. <laughs> but also, in the script, uh, I, what used to, the only thing that used to annoy me personally was that people would say, I saw you laughing, you mm. couldn't stop laughing. Mm. And I said, it was scripted. <laughs> yeah. And it was Rita Giggles, Rita mm -hmm. Giggles, Rita Giggles. But um, a lot of people thought that the, the series was so funny, I was yes, laughing. Yes, it's that corpse thing, which yeah, of course you would never do. Unprofessional. We're well, not on television. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me, because you must have met the, the future 
Prime, the first lady, the future Sherry Blair, did she not mm. come along? To no, the I used father? to hear it. He was very proud of her. Yes. And she was always uh, doing very well in exams, mm -hmm. and so he was very proud. But I never met her. Because he had quite a, he had quite a colourful uh, personal yes. life himself, yes. didn't he? Yes. You, I mean, do you, he sort of threw all that for Do you keep in touch with him or Warren at he, all? Uh, Warren, yes, mm -hmm. I see Warren. And uh, Tony, we sent Christmas cards. Yes. And I was working in Manchester and he came to see mm -hmm. me. And yes, no, no. It's, it's really extraordinary because we worked together for 21 years, or mm. over a period mm. of 21 years. And it's extraordinary without meaning to or without being conscious about it. It is like your family. Mm -hmm. You really, I remember going to see Warren at, here at the National to mm. Death of a Salesman. What a wonderful performance. And I, I, I mean, I just mm. wept because I was so proud of mm -hmm. him. He was mm. like another daddy. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and that's how one feels mm -hmm. about the people you work with for a very long time. But the time came you, you wanted to move on and, and do yes. other things then. Well, I, I think when Dandy died, yes. it lost its balance. Mm -hmm. And the, the actress that they got in was wonderful. Mm -hmm. But she was at the same pitch as Warren and I think it has to be yin and yang. Yes. I remember one episode, mm. what was it called, the, the, the sequel to Till Death Has Dupart. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> in Sickness and in yeah. Health. And I think there was, there was a few, I don't know if it, maybe it was Dandy's funeral, supposedly, but yes. I think every Cockney or pseudo-Cockney character actor, was, you had Pat Coombs, you had yes. Rita Webb, Arthur oh. Mullard, Patricia Hayes, yes. they were all in it. Irene Handel. Irene, I know she, she was in there somewhere yes. as well. And all these marvellous people that we don't yes. really have the, those kind of actors anymore, do oh, we? Oh, I think we do. Oh, do you? Right. And I think there's some fantastic young actors yes. and, and every age group in Britain. I yes. really, really but do. But I suppose it's the sort of personality actors who you, you never go, you expect Arthur Mullard to play Hamlet or... Uh, oh, <laughs> Lenny Henry. Lenny, well, yes, you would, that's, that's just more yeah. sort of give I'm, and take now. I'm doing yes, classical work, so... But no, they, they, what I meant to those actors, were, you knew what you, the performance, and you enjoyed anticipating yes. that yes. they would do the same thing. Yes. That was part of the charm of all those, yeah. those people, I think. So then we, I mentioned Give Us a Clue, which you mm. did for six or seven years, I think. Yes, but I, mm. I did it... Ten years previously, and it was called "Don't Say a Word." Ah, right. And it was exactly the same, same game. Thing. But I'm sure they'll do it again because mm -hmm. it's such a, an amazing game. Obviously, yes. with different hosts, but I think they'll do it again. So that and was that when you were having to sort of, you know, bring she, up the family? Yes. So Can it was you a imagine? Good, yes, it was a going to work, yes. doing one day's work, mm -hmm. and bringing up a family, which is what it was, yes. and playing a game. And as you say, once the the boys were off at the sort of age to kind of yes. look after themselves, but you were then able, you had the freedom. Yes. And that was when Michael Grandage kind of comes into your life. Yes, I, I was doing um, the Peter Pan, the play version mm -hmm. of Peter Pan, directed by Matthew Waters, mm -hmm. at the Leeds, in Leeds, at the West Yorkshire Playhouse. And, um, and uh, Michael came to see, happened to, he was a friend of somebody in the mm -hmm. company, and he happened to see me. And he came around and said, I'd love to work with you in something dramatic. Mm -hmm. So I said, OK. And uh, because the way he spoke, I thought, I bet he's good. I bet he's a good director. And, uh, and he, I did The Deep Blue Sea with yes. him. Yes. Now, Hester is an extremely... That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that long ago. No. I mean, but Hester is a very demanding role. Yeah. I mean, did you take a deep breath and think, what, me? The dancer, you know, the... But I don't know, I had such confidence in mm -hmm. him.
that I knew he would steer. Because had he actually started directing it, because he was an actor to he begin did, with. He did uh, uh, an Arthur Miller at the Colchester. Oh, thank yeah. you. He did an Arthur Miller play at, at Colchester, mm -hmm. and I went to see it. Yeah. So I knew then that he, he was he could, special. He yes. knew whereof he spoke. Yes. So you, you, it was a big sort of you know leap of faith. Yes. And how how did you feel you got on playing Hester in that production? I felt comfortable mm -hmm. with it. I really did. Mm -hmm. um, and then later I did it playing the housekeeper with Harry Orter. Yes. Uh, playing mm -hmm. Hester and um, and she didn't know that I'd done it before, and I mean we're so obviously different, but I didn't lose confidence in what I'd done no. by working as the housekeeper mm -hmm. with Harriet. And, and we were completely different. And had that given you then confidence to start thinking about some of those yeah. other uh, big, juicy, meaty, uh, dramatic lady parts? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I mean, I just was glad with, that it did mm -hmm. start turning me around mm -hmm. with the help of my Because, I mean, my theory is that with uh, the Michael Grandages, the Mark Gatisses mm. of this world, that they're of an age, that they were sort of young yeah. boys. They saw you on television. Yes. And they have a kind of, they have an affectionate memory of you. So they think, yes. oh yes, we'd love, like to work with you. You know, yeah. now that they're in positions of handing out I think the you're jobs. right, saying the affection. Mm. I think you feel you do know people on television. And sometimes people say, hello, you know, oh, sorry, you don't know me. I, but I, I feel that I know mm -hmm. you. And I, th I think that's one of the lovely things about uh, being on television or being in the business and a lot of my friends say does it annoy you the way everyone says hello to you and I said no because it's like being in a village and uh, you know what can be nicer mm -hmm. than somebody coming towards you and say hello it's nice well quite yes well you're, you're part of the family exactly. in other words it's, I feel my, it's lucky I'm really lucky well thank you very much cousin Yuna anyway <laughs> now we must <coughs> we were on the set of the Puritans and the Dog in the yes. Night Time uh, tell us about how you come to be involved in this production. I'd worked with Marianne Elliott this before. This was Pillars of Community. Yes, here, yeah. and uh, when I met her, she said, oh, I wanted to work with you for a little while. <laughs> and um, she'd probably seen Wurzel. And uh, <laughs> so um, that's how it came about. And we enjoyed working mm -hmm. together then, so she asked me to do this. So had you read the book? Did you know yes, the book? Yes, I'd read the book. Right. And I, I couldn't imagine how they were going mm -hmm. to translate it as a stage production. But she I'm, has. Mm -hmm, when you think what yes. she's done with Warhorse, yes. you can imagine, if you haven't seen it, that she's done mm -hmm. something very, very special with, with this. But rehearsals were pretty taxing, I understand. Yes. yes. Tell us about all the things you had to do well, in rehearsal. There are two men, fantastic men, called the Frantic Assembly. And they do this extraordinary movement. And... Um, it, it's not like an ordinary choreographer would, you know, a, a standard... No, that's not kind. <laughs> it's not how you imagine choreography no. to be. And it's very extraordinary movement. But we all had to get into training to do that. And it, we do. It, it was like being trained for the SAS. Mm. It was so strenuous. And it would be an hour's work and press-ups and, you know, all at a certain time. And I'm the granny of the group and I was... <laughs> getting on with it and trying to do the best I can. And I do quite a bit mm -hmm. in the production. So the preparation was hard for all of us, mm. and even more so for me. But I have to say, I mean, as you say, you're part of the ensemble as well as playing a neighbour yes. of young Christopher's a central character. And what <laughs> amazed and amused me was when I, I watched you in the ensemble, 
movement. I thought, yes, there's, there's the dancer. <laughs> just some extra kind of oh, sophistication you. and sveltness. The others were doing a good job, but they were act. They were you could see they were actors learning how to move in a different way. But they way. were probably doing it how the, the choreographers yes. wanted them to do it. <laughs> I'm doing, he shouldn't be doing it like that. I can't resist it. <laughs> and it's so strange because, I mean, I'm quite old. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's so strange when people say, can you still dance? <laughs> and you think, yes, and I can still swim and walk. And <laughs> Do yes. other things. Yes. <laughs> but so you can, as I, was, I mean, so dancers, does, does dancing kind of maintain your suppleness and well, elasticity? I hope so. But also, I, I moved when my sons left home. Mm -hmm. I moved to the centre of London, got rid of my car, and I walk mm -hmm. a lot. And I think that's been uh, very beneficial. Um, but it's but attitude as well, isn't it? You're a positive woman. I think also there's luck, genetic luck mm -hmm. as well that comes into it. But I, I do try to be active and I, I hurl myself into being granny and mm -hmm. enjoy. Not literally, <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> well, they make me hurt. <laughs> no, no. So I enjoy all that mm -hmm. and I do the best I can. And that, so far I've been lucky and I, you never know, there might be something around the corner that's mm -hmm. going to strike me down. Well, let's, uh, let's hope not. <laughs> let's hope not. Now, let's talk about Sherlock. Now, again, mm. how, did, how did they come think of you as Mrs. Hudson? Well, uh, there was um, a wonderful director, a young director woman, and uh, I went up for an audition, and I didn't get it, but she said, one day I'd like to work with you, Una. And so we did a, a pilot for a series and with Sir Derek Jacobi, mm -hmm. and it didn't work out, so it didn't go ahead. But then she was going to do a pilot of Sherlock. Mm -hmm. So she said, come along yeah. and do this. And uh, it was accepted. Mm -hmm. And so the, then the, the next director was stuck with me. Right. So, um, so then we went on mm -hmm. to do the series, and that's how it happened. So what do you, do you, are you guaranteed, sort of, you're in each of the, because normally three films they make each, yes. so far, yeah. that's been, they've only made six after yes. all. Um, you're guaranteed a sort of spots in each of those three. Yes, yes. Um, because, I mean, what was your reaction? Because on interestingly enough, I think Benedict was sitting almost in that very spot. Prior, he'd just finished doing the filming the Sherlock's. We didn't yes. know that they were upcoming. Yes. And he talked about them very interestingly, but yes. it seemed a very radical, you know, to get away from, you know, foggy Baker Street and, you know, the clomp, clomp, clomps of the handsome cabs and all of that stuff. Yes. We, were you, did you think it would work? I mean, did you have confidence in the, the, in script, the idea? The script uh, right. was very good. So you, you felt pretty sure. And then when, once you saw Benedict and mm -hmm. Martin working, you thought, Oh, goodness, this mm -hmm. is good. Because she's a, she's a sort of motherly soul, Mrs. Yes. Hudson. But they, 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 this is sort of slightly, you know, adrift of what the, the guys get up to in a way. She seems to be slightly one step behind, which I suppose she ought to be, yeah. really, in a way. Well, I, I, what I felt was that the, the subject matter often is so violent mm -hmm. and unpleasant mm -hmm. that it would be quite nice to have something a little bit warm to balance mm -hmm. it a little bit as much as possible. And um, I, I hope that's worked. I hope right. it's worked. And presumably, because, I mean, there will be more Sherlock's, yes. will there? Yes, we start in January. Oh, January, yes. right. Yes, So that should so, be fun. So yes. something else to look forward to. Very much, very much. <laughs> so you put your secret down to a good attitude and the genes and a bit of genes, luck, really. Genes and luck and 
and enjoying working mm. hard when it's there. Just make the most of it, get on with it. I mean, are there still parts you want to play? Whatever comes, if mm -hmm. it's suitable. But I don't, I just enjoy what you're doing. Yes, you don't exactly. always want to do what somebody else is doing. Mm -hmm. or Just get on with what you've got. And do you admire, do you go to the theatre yourself? And yes. I mean, what do you, what do you mm. admire about particular performers and oh, performances? The, I mean, there are so many. Unfortunately, we couldn't see uh, mm. the Housemans uh, that was here with Julie yes. Walters and Helen McCoy. Mm. Yeah. Who is apparently a great idol of yours. Yes, I think, she's, <laughs> I think she's fantastic young actress. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rory mm. Kinnear, yes. and I work with his dad. Yes, so it's lovely to see him doing so well. But I, I remember seeing the Renaissance Company mm -hmm. and being so grateful to Kenneth Branagh because it was the first time I'd understood Shakespeare. Yes. And from then on, I thought, oh, to be able to use those words. Mm -hmm. And that sort of... Because you played the nurse to, to, Emma, yes, Dill, Emily to Emily Blunt, Blunt yes. at Chichester a few years ago yes. in Romeo and Juliet. And that was only my second uh, yes. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. So more Shakespeare, please, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, th there aren't that many parts for, for older women. I've been very lucky at the moment. Mm -hmm. But there are um, the silly old fools in Restoration yes. and, and Shakespeare. So maybe Lady, Lady Wishfort, perhaps, in The Way of the World? Uh, whatever. Or? Whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just give them a sign. You never know who might be listening to this. <laughs> no, but we shouldn't neglect your, your painting as well. Oh. You know. Now, tell how did you get into that? And, well, How would you describe it? Well, looking after children when you're on holiday, um, I couldn't read a book because I had to watch where they were and mm -hmm. that they were safe in the sea mm -hmm. and all that sort of thing. So I, I, my granny used to embroider, so that's what I did because that's what you could, you could look while you were stitching. Mm -hmm. And then my eyes are a bit awkward, so my mother said, why don't you paint? So I, because I used to draw the embroideries and then stitch mm -hmm. them, now I just draw... I, what I love is sketching in cafes mm -hmm. or something. So nobody sees me doing that, but I, I'm, it's under the table. Very quick sketches. Yes. That's what I enjoy. And have you exhibited, as they say? Yes, twice, but never again. <laughs> never again? <laughs> no. Why not? Because I was embarrassed how much they charged. <laughs> 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 and sweet friends would come and i say, you don't have to buy. You don't have to buy anything. But I, it, that embarrassed me, so... I just do it for pleasure now. Right. Oh well. Well, you must tell us next time you're if you do exhibit no. again at the Royal Academy no. or at uh, Tate Britain or something. No. I mean, have you found that your lack of formal training in, in acting has mm. well, obviously it hasn't been a barrier to you, but it has really. In what well, respect? because I I sometimes think that they might think, what's she doing here? Mm -hmm. it, I I just feel I have to prove myself even more that I'm okay. I, I, I'll do the best I can, and I. And I've moved away from that sort of work, and I've done um, a lot of background work as well, too. Well, surely the fact that you've been offered the part is enough qualification. You don't have to yes, I think talk about Bancroft medals at Bard <laughs> and all of that stuff. I think that mm -hmm. uh, a lot of actors are, have self-doubt, mm -hmm. and so it's a bit doubly more so for me because I'm always thinking I have to prove myself. So, I mean, did you, did you, have you sort of taught yourself, <laughs> sounds dark, how to act? I mean, have you I observed it, other people? Have you taken advice? I think it's the, what do they say, the school of observation. Yes. And um, I went to so many plays and theatres mm -hmm. and tried to work out why that worked and that, that with that person it didn't mm -hmm. work and, and tried to learn that way. Yes. And I think that's 
a very good schooling. So can you describe, if you like, the, the Una Stubbs <laughs> guide to acting? I mean, what, what, what lessons or what are the kind of ground rules, would you say, that you, you work towards? I don't think I'm an authority to speak, but I do. Well, well what's, what's right for you, really? Yes, um, just to be humble and, and try and carry on learning, mm -hmm. all the time learning, mm -hmm. and um, doing the best you can, Yes. really. Uh, well, that's, that's not a very good answer. <laughs> is it? I can't think. I don't have any rules. I mean, really. do you have that? You are you off the book first day of oh, yeah. rehearsal. I, I do. Your words. I do right. learn as mm -hmm. early as possible. Right. And then you've got five weeks maybe to really fly mm -hmm. because you're not stuck and you can't do comedy with a book in your hand and keep mm -hmm. on checking it. So I think that's a very good point is to, well, Coward said it, didn't yes, they? Yes, quite, yes. And then somebody said, oh, mm. I don't like to learn early. I don't want to get into bad habits. But I don't mm. think you can. If you're listening to the other actor, mm. then you react accordingly. Well, I suppose the trouble with a new play is if you learn a new play, often there it's changes. rewritten by the time you... Well, there were changes mm. in yes, this, quite. which it is quite throwing when mm. there are changes, but I still think it's best to learn as much as you can beforehand. Yes, I haven't asked you about Wurzel Gummidge. You played Aunt Sally. And it was not a very sympathetic character, I understand. No, I like <laughs> this, that. This is, <laughs> do you exercise your secret bitch then? You know. mm. well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it was lovely. I, well, most actors like playing baddies more. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at Andrew as Moriarty. Yes. Did he have a field day or what? <laughs> <laughs> he was wonderful. Yes, most people like mm. playing baddies. And well, that was, you shot that because it was in New Zealand, I understand. Is that correct? No, or? mostly in England. Right. And then uh, Southern Television finished. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we were finished. And then this company in New Zealand wanted to take us up. Oh, so I see. we were taken up to New Zealand. Good heavens. Yeah. So they flew you all out? Well, yes. Because um, that was With before. With uh, New Zealand characters. Yes, actors, yes. yes. Well, that was before, of course, the Lord of the Rings yes. made New Zealand. Exactly. And do you know Peter Jackson, who mm -hmm. is, directs all the Hobbit films yes. and everything? He was our um, mm. special effects man mm -hmm. on Wazel Gummidge, um, you know, all the explosions yes. and things like that. <laughs> so Wurzel Gummidge set him on his way there. Maybe. And <laughs> who's playing the Hobbit but... Oh, uh, Martin. Martin Free. So yes. yet another connection. It's yes. extraordinary. Yes. Well, I suppose when... You've done so many things, uh, all these amazing wheels within wheels and circles within yeah. circles. Uh, I sometimes think it's going to come to a grinding halt soon, but I'm <laughs> making the most of it while well, it's there. Well, absolutely, quite. Now tell us about, you, you say you hurl yourself into being uh, a granny. What, do oh. your, what have your sons done? I know that two of them are composed, uh, it's music. They've Film two composers, of them, yes, yes. gone into. And my oldest son, Jason, mm -hmm. is a, a school teacher in northern Spain, Yes. also a tutor, mm -hmm. and uh, doing very well, and absolutely loves being a teacher of teenagers, mm -hmm. and he's, he's doing very well. But when the, the boys were small, I mean, mm -hmm. I suppose you had to build your career, build mm. your work around them. Well, I was so lucky. One, I, w I ha was blessed with energy. Mm -hmm. So I would look after them and then I would have help while I went to work mm -hmm. in the evenings. Or I did Till Death Is Do Part. Um, uh, mm. uh, uh, give us a clue. Give us a clue. Mm. Um, where it was just a, a day's job mm -hmm. on a Sunday. We did three episodes on a Sunday and that was that. Or with Wurzel Gummidge, um, I took them with me mm -hmm. and we were in the country and I mean, do you look back much into all the things that you've done 
Uh, you no. know, do you go through your scrapbook? No, no. no. I look forward. Yes. yes. So you wouldn't be tempted to write your autobiography? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> because I think unless you write the juicy bits, it's boring. <laughs> yes, and? I, would, and? <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't want to write the juicy bits. You wouldn't bit. write the... No. No. I, I think it's unfair if you expose anything. Expo mm. Expose people. Yes. <laughs> you think, particularly if they're still alive or if... Yes. Uh, and I wouldn't do it when... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you think that's the only way you couldn't write about your... Well, I think my book would be very boring <laughs> unless it had some juicy bits in right. it. Right. Well, I mean, and I think it's almost expected when you read an autobiography, isn't it? That well, I suppose publishers will truths. want a bit of, yes. yes no. I mean, have you ever been invited by a publisher yes. to... Yes, several times. Several times. Yes. And they've said, well, but you've said no, no juicy said bits. No, I've said no. Right. Yeah. Well, if you ever want a ghostwriter, you know, you, you know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just how, like to thank how, the audience. How can I refuse? Ladies and gentlemen, please, well, first of all, let me ask them and ask to thank you. Oh, Miss Eunice yeah. Dubbs. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. No, thank you.